Today I'm speaking on what I called the presence of God. You see, when you love God, you will come into the place of his presence. Psalm 73 verse 28. But it is good for me to draw near unto God. I have made the Lord Jehovah my refuge. So, in other words, the presence of God is good for me. Sir. But as for me, the nearness of God is good for me. It means that the presence of God is good for me. It is that which brings distinction to my destiny. There are many of us, our challenge is that we look for men. We look for things. We look for opportunities. These things are good. But there is a better thing to look for. It is God's presence. He says, but as for me, the nearness of God is good. Is what? He says, it's my good. Why? Because I've made the Lord God my refuge, that I may tell of all your works. In other words, in other words, I've gotten close to God because I want to share what he does in my life with my friends. Because sometimes what we think is actually happening in our lives may not be happening. It's just our mind. The psalmist is saying, as for me, the nearness of God, when God is closer to me, it is good for me. It is good for me. Child of God, I know you like enjoyment, but sometimes some of the enjoyment we like, it drives us away from God. Brother, God doesn't care whether you drink or you smoke or you chase women. It's not his problem. The only problem is that God doesn't like sin. And those things, you miss the mark. It affects your body. And he wants the best for you. He wants the best for you. And so he doesn't want you to stay in that life. And so he advises us against you. So the reason why he draws from us is when I talk to you and you don't want to listen to me, then I cannot walk with you because I cannot see you destroying your own self. So I will withdraw from you. When God withdraws from us, he cannot speak to us. When God withdraws from us, he cannot defend us. When God withdraws from us, he cannot protect us. When God withdraws from us, he would not know when we need something so that he will provide for us. And so he tells us and encourages us to bring him closer to us. Because the nearness of God to us is for our good. Somebody say, ask for me. The nearness of God is my good. I love this scripture. You know, when you get to know these things, so many things you will stop. Me, when you are my friend, there are some things I will never tell you. Don't sin. It's not part of my conversation. I will just share my life with you. Then you look at your life. The presence of God with me is what is making these things happen. Because nobody works with God and is not favored. The secret of men are in their stories. There is nobody who accesses God's presence and is not favored. Prophet Achumana says, he was talking to me about angels. At that time, I was in his personal prophetic training. He was training me as a prophet. And he said this to me. He says, every prophet has a lot of angels. He says, that's why prophets have favor. He says, why? He says, because the angels behold the face of God. And when they walk with you, they rub it on you. Huh? 
So if angels can bring favor, how much more you working with the God who the angels are tapping some favor from? That is why if there's anything you look for, seek for God's presence. Because when you have God's presence, unusual favor will follow you. Touch your neighbor and say, unusual favor will follow you. Go for the presence of God. Psalm 23, verse number 4. Mm. Are we there? What does it say? Now, how can this guy have this level of confidence? Daye, although I am walking through the valley of the shadow, so he acknowledges the place where he is. He acknowledges the difficulties that he finds himself in. And yet, he has hope in the midst of difficulty. The reason is because the effect of God's presence is that God's presence gives you hope and assurance. Even in the midst of difficulties and challenges. Write it down. The presence of God gives hope and assurance to us even in the midst of difficulties and challenges. The presence of God gives hope and assurance to us even in the midst of difficulty and challenges. A lot of us, we don't know what it is. The presence of God means that the Holy Spirit is abiding with you. God is a spirit and God is holy. And so God who is a spirit and is holy, he is what? Talk to me. Yes, God is not a goat. He's not a cow. He's not a human being. God is a spirit. And God is holy. So if you want to call God by his attributes, how will you call him? Is it not Holy Spirit? So, Jesus said, it is good that I go. For when I go, the Father will send you the comforter. The comforter. So God has sent you his own spirit to abide with you and to be with you. He's in you. He's with you. He comes upon you means he takes full control of your body and your senses for the work of the ministry. But every day he's with you. So a consciousness of God with you is what we call the Holy Spirit. It's what we call the presence of God. So when we say the presence of God, is you having the consciousness that God is with you. And so when God is with you, you must expect favorable treatments. When God's presence is with you, God will only give you the very best. Why? Because his presence abiding with you means that you represent him unto many. The scripture says, and put it up, he says, we were created for the praise of his glory. So my life must bring praise to God. Whatever I do, when people see me, they must be able to say, ah, this guy used to struggle, but now things are working. This guy used to have challenges, but now things are working. The presence of God is what makes this difference. And so you may not even come out of the difficulty. But even in the midst of the difficulty, what kills others will not kill you. You will not lose your mind because things did not work. 
But even in the midst of the difficulty, God will make provisions available unto you. will like you. See, no matter what you do, people will have issues with you. This is what I've come to know. No matter what you do, people will have issues. Not everybody will like you. Even with your best of intentions, people will read meanings into it. But see, the presence of God will vindicate you. It will make the difference. Psalm 46 verse 10. He said, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. In other words, among the unbelievers. See, I almighty God, with you, I will be exalted. So you be still. In other words, chillax. Chill and relax. It's called chillax. Be still. What does he mean right now? He means to rest in the knowledge that I am with you and you are safe and loved by me. Be still means what? To rest in the knowledge that I am with you and that you are safe and loved by me. It's like when a gun person tells you that, Kwe, Imbi, Kayo tree. Kayo tree. I'm just hearing the thing. I don't even understand what it means. Kayo tree, I just heard. It means God is speaking specifically to somebody here. That don't trouble your, that's the meaning of it, eh? your, your heart or your soul. Yeah. So do you know the meaning of it? What it means is that God is telling you, whatever the situation, no matter how irreparable and broken it is, God is not looking for perfect people. God is looking for people who allow him to be God in your life. So he says, be still. God is not looking for perfect people. He's looking for people who give him a space in their life to be God to them. God wants to be God to you. It's not to Pastor Daniel, to you. There is a dimension of God when we start enjoying it. You, nobody will tell you to stop sinning. Because you want to keep God with you. You see, we don't know God. So we are using calculation to calculate and confine God and what is possible with God. But if you can trust God, brother, sister, see, the things everybody is running for, you will not have to run. It will come to you. God can put somebody in your heart, eh? There will be pressure on you to do the person good. It's not calculation. It is called presence of God. Jesus had five loaves of bread and two fishes. Remember, two statements had happened. The disciples of Jesus said, should we go to the other towns to go and look for bread to buy? The other one says that the money we have cannot buy. Then the Bible says, and, and they found a boy with five loaves of bread and two fishes. I want to ask you a question. How come, although there was no food, there was a boy with five loaves of bread and two fishes? And they brought it to Jesus. 
he lifted it because the small boy had offered it. When he lifted it and thanked his father, Dada, you are with me. You do not bring me 5,000 people for them to be hungry. Thank you that you always do miracles. Amen. Please let the people sit down in 50s. Share the food for them. They finished sharing their food to 50,000 people. And there were 12 baskets full. What kind of God is this one? God had calculated how many people will come there to eat. And so with 50,000 men, they brought him five loaves of bread. God had calculated all you need is bread. Because when there's bread, I can magnify the bread. Sir, the reason why he says forgive somebody is because that person had to misbehave so that I will not have an opportunity to prove to you that as long as I am with you, the person will not have the last word. You see, so when you don't forgive people, God cannot step in because he's a just God. And he can only come on your, to your aid because you are disadvantaged. But as long as you hold on to the head, you now have an upper hand. You have something to prove. Hey, he, look at this person. He wronged me. You, are, you have now become the accuser of the brethren. And the accuser of the brethren is Satan. Are you getting what I'm saying? See, the reason why I now learn, I've learned to forgive every, every nonsense person and forgive them. Including you. That's why you have to learn to forgive a nonsense person like me. Because all of us, we have problems. But when we come to know God, you don't have to work for God to take care of you. I'm talking to you. You don't have to work. God can take care of you because he's your father. Uh. In fact, your best days are the days where you are not working. We work. And so God stays. It is time for us to stop working and let God work for us. Do you understand me? We use natural calculations and ways and means to, to, to move. You know, Pastor, you know, you let the man press my breast. At least I'll get a car from it. I'll get a house from it. You are working. God can't work for you. Yeah. You are working. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You have to do some deal here, deal there, move some money here. You are working. God can work for you. The Bible says his favor is for life. So when you have God abiding with you, when God's presence is with you, he puts his favor on you, and that favor is what you need for success in life. It is not ways and means. Psalm 46 verse 10. God assures us, not to be moved by our temporal situation. He said, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the hidden. I will be exalted in the earth. What does he mean to be still? He means to not fret. When God's presence is with you, you don't fret. He means don't be moved. Ha! I am not moved though. Hey, economy is becoming a pastor right now. The dollar is a do No. The Bible says, be still. God is saying, when you wake up in the morning, don't run. Don't rush. Thank me first. Father, I thank you. It's a new month. 
It's a beautiful month. It's a month of joy. It's a month of celebration. It's a month where your resources are released for me. It's the best of months. It's the greatest of months. It's a month of glory. It's a month where you have aligned right people, strategic people, to show up strategically and prophetically to supply what I need. As I am thanking God, he's preparing the place. He said, when you finish, now dress up and show up. Dress up. Look for I have different perfumes for different events. Oh, yes. You know, when I wear a dress like this and I want to impress you, I wear the perfume I put on. The perfume was given to me by a governor of a state. When I wear that perfume, I know that I have to show up. Because my presence must announce me. My fragrance must announce my presence. God says that let my fragrance, the fragrance of my presence, announce your presence. Ah, write it down. Let the fragrance of God's presence announce your presence. In other words, when you show up, they must expect God that God have showed up. Now, what is God trying to say? God is trying to say, trust me to take over both your situations. When you look at the, the be still, the root word, it means to stop striving. To do what? To do what? Yes. It means to lose our grip on circumstances and the outcomes of it. Lose your grip. Oh, we finish praying. Pastor, so what will I do? Pastor, no, 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 no. That is not yours. You pray to God, lose your grip. Be still means lose your grip. <laughs> Have you seen somebody that nurses are giving injection to before? Hi! But someone wanted in Hey! Hey! I did a yapa, yapa, but you know, as long as you hold that grip, the nurse will never put it there. He will say, oh, no, no, relax, relax. Then they are beating your thighs. Relax, relax. If the nurse is very good, okay, so relax, 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 relax. Minya ready, minya ready. You see, when they press the thing, that small water, no? that comes out and says, chai, But when you lose your grip, Sometimes you just hear a little ding, and that's all. Then when they push the medicine, if it is chloric in there, you see that it is moving through your leg. Then you remove it, Boko. Why? Because as long as you are doing that, giddy giddy, the, the, the needle can even hurt you. Be still means lose your grip. And allow the sovereignty of God to take over your, your circumstance and the situation. And even the outcome. Pastor, I don't even know what will happen. How, how will it go? Is it your problem? Hello? Is it your problem? I told you to come and eat. Have I told you how I'm going to pay for it? Is that your concern? I know how much money is in the church account. Excuse me. That is not your headache. That is mine. To bear. Ah, I know how much is in the church account. I know how much is in, in, in my husband's account. And look, he's taking all the money. Remember the, the last week's story? They say, hey, this is the money. We, we, we have budgeted the money for the week. Hello? Are you the one who takes care of yourself? One of my daughters, they were getting married. But they said the prophet had told them that they seen a vision that it was raining on that day. <laughs> and that they have to pray. And so my daughter was going to hire something so because it will rain. The prophet has spoken. I said, 
Me. Am I your pastor or not? Is the prophet your pastor? He says, no. I said, so do you think God honoring me with two weddings in one day would, would cause it to rain so that shame will come to me? Do you think that's what my father would do? He said, oh, no, you know, but you see, we also have to believe the prophet. I said, I am your shepherd. I have spoken to my father. It will not rain. <laughs> it did not rain, no. So I was teasing the lady. He said, oh, he drizzled a little. And I'm saying, oh, you've been Sir. He said, oh, in the night, he drizzled a little. <laughs> the event is not in the night. Is it in the night? You see, God wants us to come to a, a, a certain relationship with him where we can talk to him and say, Papa, let it not rain today. Were we not here and when Pastor Jay shared his testimony that he was doing construction and there was deadline on it. And so he told God that, God, I need the money. It cannot rain. Let the rain. So, and it was a rainy season. It rained everywhere. The area where he was working, it did not rain. Because when God's presence is with you, the hidden will know that you are not normal. You are not ordinary. You are a different person. I pray for you that from this day, wherever you go, the difference will be clear. I said, let that difference be clear. In the name of Jesus. You know, I tell people that I dash dollars. Because uh, when CD fail, I must give dollar now. Do I work for myself? It's not like I have plenty of money. I am rich. I'm wealthy. A cattle on a thousand hills is for my father. And my father has rich people. They are sitting in this chair. So when I need money, my father will tell you, Caitlin, go and give Pastor Daniel $5,000. And Caitlin will bring $5,000. Then I'm sitting there and then, give me your name. Give me, just give me your name. Nicholas, Marianne. He, he, he said, Marianne, you know, you, you need to buy Pastor Dan some shoe. Now, what am I trying to share with you? I'm trying to share with you that when God says be still, it means don't fret. It means don't worry. It means there are some things that you are worrying about that it is unnecessary. Some calculations that you are doing, it doesn't make sense. So, don't worry. I remember one of my children's, their, their wedding anniversary. I'll never forget. So I said to the, the you know, you have to take your wife out for dinner. <laughs> the guy started laughing, you know? So I laugh with emphasis. Ah, attitude. Let's go and buy tomatoes and onion. We can cook that thing. So I asked the guy, will you take your wife out? He says yes. The moment the guy said yes, the Holy Spirit told me, give them some dollars. Ha. So I gave. So God was waiting for the guy to make a decision. Just a decision that I will take you out for dinner. God will pay for it. But you are there. You are using your brain to calculate based on how much money you have in your account. Please, you don't take care of yourself, so stop pretending to be one. When God becomes your father, sir, you don't take care of yourself. He assumes the total responsibility to care for you. But we use our brain to calculate. As believers, we have become fixers. We want to make things happen. We want to keep pushing through and force an outcome. As believers, that's what we do. 
You see, when God says be still, it doesn't mean to give up or to sit down. Please, get, let's, let's get it clear. It doesn't mean what? To give up or to sit down. Amen? It doesn't mean to quit doing the last thing God called you to do. It doesn't mean quit doing it. Praise the Lord. Number three. It doesn't mean to wait for God to do everything. That is not what it is. When God says be still, it just means release the control of the timing. Write it down. Release what? The control of what? The timing. Release the outcome. And the ways God will bring about his purpose in this situation. You don't control it. Do your, your, your part. But release the control. Don't fret. Or else you have high blood pressure. Do you understand it? It means after you are prayed. Do what you have to do. But leave the outcome to God. So what do I do when I'm faced with difficulties? What do I do? Number one, you must be a worshiper. Someone say worship. Give me Psalm 46, starting from verse 10, verse 11. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge seller. Oh, clap your hands, O ye people. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. So when you are faced with difficulty, you don't fix your focus on the problem. You start thanking God. You start praising God because you know that victory is assured. Are we together in this place? Are we together? I remember when one of our, our children was going to give birth in this church. One of the, the, um, the members of this church was going to give birth. And the child was a preterm. Like uh, had to be born before the time. <laughs> I think they just went to hospital for a checkup or something. And the doctor said, no, the baby is coming. We need to move the baby out, something. So it was like an emergency C-section. Do you know that God had actually arranged specialists and everything? Everything was so arranged for that particular day. It's so amazing. Everything was arranged. They told me I went to the hospital. I was to, there throughout. And there was no worry. Because the way they were sharing their testimony, I, I saw my daughter pregnant and lying down, and she was at peace. I asked her, why do you have so much peace? She said, when I look at what God has done throughout, from the time it began till now, I know I will give birth safe and sound. They gave birth to their baby. We were taking the baby to Niku. Whilst we were going to Niku, we got to Niku. The things that they put their babies in, they were awful. But this pre-term baby looked like a full-term baby. When we got there, then the nurse and the doctor were arguing. He said, ah, you brought the baby? He said, hmm? He said, ah, okay, but this baby is okay. He said, no, it's pre-term. He said, eh, this one, pre-term. I can't drink, not Why? Because God had anticipated. He knew what would happen. He had pre-programmed and given the baby a strength that others. But the third day, they said they should go home. Go home, go home. Sir, 
That is the God you serve. That even in the midst of your vulnerability, he chooses the outcome. Others will worry, hey, 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 baby, pretend, hey, hey, hey. No, 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 no. The baby came strong and healthy, nice and beautiful, hot and strong. He eats like a, an elephant. The baby is strong. No problem. It's not now that we are going to, no. You need to come to believe your God like that. That's why you have to worship him. Someone say, I worship God. Why? Write this down. Worship ushers us into God's presence. Where we find comfort and strength. Worship ushers us into God's presence where we find comfort and strength. Because in worship, our focus is on the exalted God. Number two, when God says, be still because of my presence, you must learn to pray. Luke chapter 5 verse 16 says, and he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. Next verse. And it came to pass on a certain day, as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law, sitting by which were come out of every town of Galilee and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. He withdrew to a wilderness to pray. He had finished talking to God. So the intimidation of the Pharisees and the Sadducees did not control his anointing. Don't let people intimidate you. They don't have anything. Child of God, when you wake up in the morning, whether you've eaten or not, don't be intimidated by the environment. Shada, look good. The old one, first place touched. Next shatter, the only year. I won't be intimidated by you. Oh, oh, oh. You see that? You know when you don't eat, they'll say, oh, oh, eat, eat. When you eat much, I can't come to Papa. So, ah, eat something. Number three, remember. Do what? When you are faced with difficulties, you worship, you pray, and you remember. Psalm 46, verse 8. It says, remember. Come, behold the works of the Lord. What desolation he has made in the earth. He's, remember that your God has worked for you before. Someone say, remember. You see, when we talk of God's presence, the presence of God is there so that it assures us in difficult seasons. And in that difficult seasons, we must remember that God has done it before. So that you don't sing like Kojoenji and say, Oh, 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 senama tu petetiu. Aye, aye. <laughs> remember God's. So what do I remember? Number one, write this down. I must remember God's character. I must remember what God's character. What does it mean? I must remember that God is not a man that he can lie. Remember God's character. God is faithful. God is dependable. God is trustworthy. I remember God's character. I remember what? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Number two, I must remember God's promises. God has given us many promises. That it has not come to pass does not mean it will not come to pass. So when I go through difficulty, the presence of God must cause me to remember his promises. Because sometimes the devil will whisper into your ears. You are not good enough. You, oh, this one, it will end in disgrace. This one, it will not work. This one, oh, you have a problem. This one, this one. No, remember. 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 
So, sometimes, look at me, everybody, look at me, everybody. You know, sometimes it's very difficult to have faith. The easiest way to revive your faith is to remember what God has done. Remember his promises. You remember his miracles and provisions. The things he's done in the past. Remember it. Joshua, give me 23 verse 14. And behold, this day I am going the way of all the earth. And ye know in all your hearts and in all your souls that not one thing has failed of all the good things which the Lord your God spake concerning you. All are come to pass unto you and not one thing has failed thereof. Jesus says, I'm about to die. But you know that God has given you promises. It has come to pass. Even things that you did not know you could survive, you have survived. One day, a lady came to me and said, Pastor, pray for me. I want a husband who has money. I said, you don't need a husband who has money. She says, no, I need a godly, fear, God-fearing man who is rich. I said to her that, sister, all you need is a man. For him to be rich or not, the grace on your head, when he marries you, it will start, being, it will start working. People don't believe it. Do you carry a blessing or not? Tell me. Do you carry a blessing or not? Are you a child of God or not? All you need is a man. A man who loves God. The rest, whatever grace on your head must be. If you're a Christian woman and your husband is poor, you are to be blamed. Yeah. If you're a Christian woman and your husband is poor, you are to be blamed. Why? Because if you carry a blessing, it must make a difference in the life of the man. This is what I believe. If you're a Christian man and your wife is poor, you are to be blamed. Because the blessing of God on your head, it must make a difference in the life of the woman. A proof that I carry a blessing. Look at my wife and the quality of her life. Listen. The consciousness of God's presence must make a difference in the life of your associations. You cannot carry a blessing and everybody around you have problems. Yeah. I'm telling you. You want to see a man that is blessed? Look at Kingsley's life. He has worked with me. Is there no difference in his life? Yeah. Church, listen. I'm not bragging. I say to the glory of God, when a blessing of God is on a person's head, it must have effect on people around him. If I was a weed smoker and you come around me, wouldn't you smell of smoke? Yeah. I'm asking you a question. Yeah. Coke dealers, who do they work with? Is it not co- Coke people? Yeah. Are they not all rich? Don't they all buy fast cars? So if I am a dealer of blessing, why shouldn't the people around me experience the blessing? Am I communicating at all? Child of God, there is a dimension of God's blessing. It must be activated over your life and the life of those around you. You carry a blessing on your life. And the presence of God is the assurance of God's blessing and it must have effect. On the people who are connected to you. Amen. Touch yourself and say, I carry a blessing. I carry a blessing. One day I said to two young men in our church, I said, get close to me. Whatever is on my head, it will start being a, 
But uh, they are not getting close. They greet me. They love me, but they are not close. So, so they are just chopping water, small, 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 small droplets. Sir, I have believed this all my life. The presence of God is the differentiator of men. The presence of God is the differentiator of men. Listen, brother, you can prosper exponentially when you come into the knowledge of God's presence that abides with you. There's no money, His presence. There's no money. Sir, anything I need, if I desire it, it comes by the grace of God only. His presence. If I am a child of God and I am a carrier of God's presence, things must be easy. We call it the anointing of ease. That anointing, we don't fast and pray. It's a consciousness of God's presence. When you have a consciousness that God is with you, things will be at ease. Don't look for a fine, thick, tall, dark, and handsome boy. It won't do anything. Look for a man who is a carrier of presence. Your life will be better. You see, we have to practice stillness. We have to practice letting go. We have to practice changing our thought patterns to what is true. There is what is true. You see, we are surrounded by grace and peace that affirms that we are safe. And this is because of God's presence. The presence of God, when it surrounds you, it makes you feel safe and at peace. But we don't want it. That I'm preaching my heart. Because my secret is what I'm sharing with you. All this boasting, all this braggadocious lifestyle that I have. I don't have anything in my account. Though. I won't lie. Come and check my bank account. I can show you on my phone. There's nothing here. But I have everything. Because God has placed in my life people who have what I need for my next level. And those who have not met them yet, it is because the time for that need is not ready for me to be satisfied with. And so I seek the presence of God, and the presence of God draws the heart of men so that God will turn it to favor me. You need the presence of God. Oh, some pastor wronged me. Forget about the pastor. Look for God's presence. So I won't go to church again. You are making a mistake. You need God. I don't need to buy anything. I just need to get the man who is able to get me people who buy it. So, if I were you, when I wake up, when I look into your holiness, when I look into your loveliness, you start singing to God. You start loving God. Be a fool before God. Row before God. Dance before him. See, you don't, you don't make time for any human being... Except you have done it for God first. Because human beings cannot give you anything except God moved their heart. See, I've stopped chasing after rich people because they have nothing. When I chase after God, he touches their heart. That when they are giving you, they feel they, they want to win your love. Church, I want you to start praying right now. God... From this day, I'll be a seeker of you. Close your eyes and pray. Stand to your feet. Begin to pray. Everybody pray. Pray. Please worry that you are worrying about this and this. No, but pray now. God, I'll be a seeker of you. I've shared my heart out with you.
I shed my heart out. Be still. Because my presence will make the difference. Be still. God is saying, focus on me for everything. Psalm 63 verse 1 to 3. Focus on me for everything. God assures us his presence. He says, focus on me for everything. Oh God, that my God, early will I seek thee. My soul test for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and a thirsty land where no water is. Child of God, it's time to look for God. I want you to pray. I want you to pray. Don't be in a hurry. Looking for money. Looking for business. Look for him first. Because when you find him, what men will use money to buy? You will get it for free. What men who use ways and means to get, you will get it for free. I want everybody to pray. Just lift up your voice and pray.